Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Are you ready for the Bible? All right, we are on week four or the fourth part of prayer rooms. I'm going to read to you Psalm 42, verse one, and then we're going to pray. Again, because we just pray, 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 pray. And when we don't know what to do, we what? Y'all are with me. Psalm 42.1 says, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you. That actually was our prayer this morning uh, in the prayer team today, is Lord, may we just be hungry for you. May we desire more of him. It's funny, in, in the kingdom, we are supposed to be content. Amen right? There's this this joy of contentment, but there's also this healthiness of desiring more of the Lord. There is more of Him to know, more of Him to experience, and we want to know Him more and more and more. Amen? The rest of that verse, verse 2 says, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Let's pray. Father, we love you today, and today, Lord, we just ask God Father, for your presence and your power and your authority, God, to be upon this place. And Lord, as churches meet around the nation and around the world, Lord, uh, there's a a dialing up of hunger for you. And we just say, God, we desire you. Lord, we ask you to teach us through your word today. Speak to us, Lord, and, and let your word instruct us, Lord. We're praying, God, that as a congregation and as individuals, Lord, that our ability to pray uh, Father, would just be stronger and stronger. And God, that you'd put different types of prayers, uh, genres of prayers in our mouths and in our hearts, Lord, and that you would lead us by your spirit as we pray, Lord, that we wouldn't be a people who just make stuff up, but Lord, that we petition you by the leading of the spirit, Lord, and we want to see, God, your work here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I pray for the empowerment and the leading of your spirit, God. Lord, just to share what's in your heart today. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Amen. So we've been using this analogy for this series, the analogy of rooms in your house. Like you have rooms in your house that have different purposes. You have a kitchen, you have a living room, you have your bedroom, you have your bathroom. Like You have different things you do in different rooms. And I'm using the same analogy like the floor plan of a house as different types of prayer that go on in our lives. And My encouragement to you as we're going through the series is to explore some other types of prayer. And what I mean by that is, you know, in the first week we talked about the war room prayer and and joked a little bit about, you know, when you're praying for your food or thanking Jesus for your food, you don't need the war room prayer for that, right? You're not casting demons out of your food or, you know, but, you know, when the enemy comes against your house, that prayer is not a mamby-pamby kind of like a little, oh, Jesus, would you, would you watch over my house? No, there's a little bit more authority and a little, oh, in that prayer, right? Oh, no, not my house. Lord, rebuke the devil. Amen? Right? We talked about the intercessory room, that there's a similarity because there's a lot of passion oftentimes in the intercessory room, but you're not necessarily rebuking demons, right? You're you're petitioning the Lord. The intercession is you coming between a situation and the Lord and standing in that gap and saying, God, I'm asking you to move in this situation. Last week, we went into a very, very different room. We joked that, you know, don't put this room next to the war room and the intercessory room. We talked about the solitary room. 
or the quiet room. And if you missed any of those uh, rooms, there, it's on our podcast. And you can look at it there. Or you go to Facebook or YouTube and, and catch up on um, one of those. But we're talking about these different rooms. Today, I want to talk to you about the fellowship room. Everybody take your shoulders and give me a little... All right, a little... The, sh- the fellowship room. Right, right we're going to just talk about fellowship, right? Just... I made this, I made this a, a distinctive and separate room than the solitary room and the quiet room because it has a different feel. And again, you have to go back and listen to the solitary or the quiet room. But to kind of develop this, let's go into Exodus chapter 33, verse 7. It says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, a pillar of cloud would come and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whether the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, uh, whenever, excuse me, they, would, they stood and worshipped each at the entrance of their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young age, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. It's a fascinating little story in Scripture. You get this picture that like Moses is like, I need to meet with God, right? And so... He's got, you know, a whole tabernacle system there with a priesthood and all kinds of stuff. There's plenty of places to pray, but you ever, like, just need to, like, get away from the crowd and just, like, go chill? You know what I'm talking about? And it says that he went outside the camp, and I imagine him just kind of, like, leaving and being like, ah, it's getting quieter. Ah, like, you know, just kind of like, I just need, you know, just to get away from the people, away from the distractions, away from the responsibilities to this place they called the tent of meeting, a place to meet with God. And there's this statement that is used so few times in Scripture. It says that God spoke to Moses as one speaks to a friend. And I was like, whoa. That's pretty intense. There's only one other place that I know of where it says that God spoke to someone like a friend, and I'm going to take you there in a few minutes. But he spoke to Moses face-to-face like a friend. I remember when I was um, traveling back and forth to ORU to, to work on some schooling. Um, we were in a chapel one day, and uh, Oral Roberts University, has got, you know, it's a, a Christian university. They've got a, a Wednesday chapel. And one day, we were there, and um, all of the young adults, like undergrad folks, sat on the, the main floor, and they made everybody else, and basically they were typically older students and faculty, had to sit up in the balcony, right? Which is ironically very similar to what's going on at Asbury right now. I think the floor is generally for folks 25 and under. Anyhow, so we're there, and we're singing this song. I am a friend of God. I am a friend. And people are getting their little Holy Ghost hop on. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. And it was, it, I mean... The place is just going nuts, and people are really enjoying it. And I look around, and I see a handful of older professors, just, you know, no sway, nothing. Just, <laughs> like, they're going to turn into a gargoyle pretty mo- soon. Like, you know, like, and I just, uh, and I, 
You know, sometimes you look and somebody's body language speaks loud enough, like, I hear what you're saying. And I felt like what I heard in the back of my mind was, well, I, you know, friend of God, that's a bit familiar. And that's, I, you don't know, I just, you know, like, you know, he's our Lord and he's, you know, there's, he's our master. And I, you know, I, you know, this is a bit casual for me. And I could feel that, you know, I'm up on the balcony going, yeah, I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. Um, but, you know, the, what's neat about Scripture is there's a lot of it, and you got to take the whole of Scripture in, right? And it's funny because on the floor, there was a revelation of God, and in the balcony, there was also a revelation of God. Because our, spiritually, or scripturally speaking, our relationship with God does not begin with friendship. Now, follow me. In other words, begin with, hey, buddy. What's up, G? You know, like, it doesn't, it actually begins with lordship, right? God, you are my Lord. You are my ruler. You are my master. Jesus actually called his disciples friends, but it wasn't in the beginning of the journey. Just like with Moses, this scripture was not at the beginning of the, of the movie. Excuse me. <laughs> you can watch the movie too. The scripture, right? Like when, when Jesus, when the Lord appears to Moses um, in a burning bush, that is not like, hey, buddy. Like that's a very different appearance of the Lord, right? And so you find that friendship with God is very much something that can be cultivated and you can have but it doesn't start that way. It, and that does not diminish at all God's love for you, the Father's love for you, His care for you, like all of those kinds of things. It's not like He's, he's like, well, you know, you serve me long enough as master and maybe I'll like you a little bit. Like, it's not like that. Like, He already does love you. He already, you know, He, he cares for you so much already. But to know that your relationship, your encounter, your um, interaction with the Lord can actually develop into a place of friendship is amazing. And it's kind of like, yeah, I want that. And when we, and as that develops in our life, it's not like he becomes less our Lord or less our King or less our Father because it, it starts in that place and it grow, can grow into friendship. For Jesus and his disciples, he was their master first. He call, they called him that. They called him a teacher. But then in John 15, he says this amazing thing. In verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. It's interesting that he leaked the word friends. Can you imagine in your mind's eye, like Jesus is just there with the disciples, just hanging out with them, and he's sharing this with them. And he says, then one lays down his life for his friends, and he's looking at them. And he's going to double down on it. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. And this is actually shortly before Jesus would go to the cross and to know that their relationship after following Jesus for these three, three and a half years has actually developed into this place of friendship. 
when I translate that into prayer, and I've, I've met some people who've walked with the Lord for a very long time that I have a lot of respect for, that have a high degree of honor for the Lord, and yet I can tell they have developed a friendship with God. And these folks, you know, I have just the most, most respect for them. And I see how they talk to the Lord and how they interact with the Lord with such an awe for the Lord, but such a comfortability in knowing Him. I kind of imagine the fellowship room as like big comfy chairs, right? Like you can just go flop down in a big comfy chair. I think there's probably a Keurig in the room, right? Like you can get your decaf, your calf, or your, you know, hot cocoa or whatever. You're just one button and boom, you got a hot drink. You're sitting, you know, just hanging with Jesus. Talking to the Lord as with a friend. I want to encourage you that there is not a tear that you have to get to to experience a friendship with God. Just follow Him. Just know Him. Just draw closer to Him. Perfect love drives out all what? Fear, right? And where's that perfect love? Well, it's going to be in the arms and the life of your Father, right? Now, when, I, when I'm looking at that, and then I go back to Genesis chapter 3, it's kind of like a little light bulb goes off in my heart and my mind. It says in Genesis 3.8, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord. This is talking about Adam and Eve. And he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? Now, when we read this scripture, we're, we're appropriately focused on the fact that Adam and Eve have just sinned and they've eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? And now the Lord comes into the garden and they're aware of their nakedness. They're aware of shame. And so what do they do? They hide, right? That's the, that's the appropriate first focus. But isn't it interesting, the way the scripture reads, right? The Lord God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Doesn't that sound like fellowship? Doesn't it sound very casual and comfortable? I don't mean to take away from the holiness of God, the amazingness of God or anything, but this is how the scripture reads. He walked in the garden in the cool of the day. It just gives you this picture that if Adam and Eve hadn't fallen, they could have just gone and go, what's up, Lord? So good to see you. So good to have you here. It's a different picture than in Revelations where like all the angels are like falling on their face and going, holy, 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 which is also an absolutely appropriate revelation of God. Amen? But I'm wa- he's walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I love that picture and I love what it could mean for my relationship with God. See, the beautiful thing about like this idea about prayer rooms, right, is we are not camping out at one place and saying every prayer, you need to quote four scriptures, you need to get this loud, then you need to get this low, and like we're, we're trying to like contrive some way of figuring out the perfect prayers, like we're unlocking some kind of code. No, it's a relationship. But in our relationship, there are different conversations. There are different conversations depending on 
what's going on in the moment. When I was describing in Revelations the, around the throne room and people uh, you know, falling on their face, crying, holy, 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 it's a revelation of how worthy God is of our worship and our praise. And we have times like that in here where it's just like, he's just so worthy. It's just like, I just, just being in the room, I'm just like, Lord, you're amazing, amen? Today's you know, worship was just a very kind of sweet, gentle peaceful, unaggressive place with God. And it was just, in, in, what's neat is we discern these things in the Spirit and we, we discern what God is doing in us corporately, right? And we go, oh God, we're just so glad to be here together with you. You are the guest in the room. I want to tell you today, you know, depending on where you are in your journey with Jesus, I want you to know that the best things that God has for you are just as much for you as they are anyone else. God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a way forward for your life, no matter where you are and no matter what you've done. If you went around this room, you'd be surprised at the quality of some of the sinners we've gathered in this place. (laughs) But we're not going to show off about our sin and we're not going to elevate that. I'm just saying there's a seat for you because we all come to Jesus and we all say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Like that's the starting place for all of us. Jesus, I want you to be my master. I, I don't want to be in charge of my life because I've tried that and it's not working. And I just want to encourage, maybe even plead with you today. If you're somebody, you're like, I believe in him, but I haven't really gone all in with him. I just want to encourage you, don't delay. He loves you, and he cares about you. And yes, he does want to be your master, but he's a good master. He's a loving father. And the things that he has for you and even the boundaries are for you, and he cares about you. And if you're in that place where you're like, I really need to go all in, I want to encourage you to make today the day that you say, all into Jesus. Maybe even if like you've been all in in the past or you've made an attempt but you're like I'm not really following the Lord and you just just repent. Just say God forgive me. I I want all of you and I'm just all in. Don't go part way in. I, I really do not recommend that. Just go all in. It's way better that way. You're going to feel like you're losing control. Perfect. You're doing it right. It's exactly right. Just go all in. Um I want to take a moment and I want to pray for this portion, and then I'm going to take a few moments and we're going to turn this and, and talk about a little bit what's going on around our country right now, and, um, and we're going to pray for that. But I'm just going to kind of put a pin where we are, okay? Let's pray. Father, we, we just thank you, God, for your goodness. It's really amazing, God, that you would ever call us friends. And we just say, God, we want that. We don't want to treat you as trite or lessen who you are at all. But we do want to know you and know you and know you more. Walk with you and let that develop. And we do proclaim you first as master, first as teacher, first as Lord, first as our God. But Lord, we love you. And I pray for each of us, God, that you just develop our comfortability with relating to you in various circumstances and contexts that are 
our prayers would grow and strengthen and that our interaction with you would grow and strengthen. And God, that, that, that scripture that says pray without ceasing would be in our hearts and minds. Like we're just talking to you all day long, sometimes with great intentionality and some more passively. But God, develop our prayer, Lord. We love you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.